Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I'm your host on this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Nick Augustine PR. Our 30-minute weekly guest call-in show covers local and national news and events in legal communities, as well as experts and current trends in practice management. We cover important decisions and issues that affect various practice areas, so get in touch and let's tell your story. Partial support for Law Talk Radio comes from sponsor advertisers who cover our production used by purchasing future episodes. We encourage our friends and colleagues to co-sponsor the production of Law Talk Radio shows. Send me an email for more information on sponsor plans and benefits at nick, N-I-C-K, at nickaugustinepr.com. Don't forget that on-demand links to all of our episodes and our host station are available at our website, nickaugustinepr.com, under the link for on-demand radios where it says Law Talk Radio. Today's show is titled Overruled, Your Objections for Referrals with Jim Thompson. Your next great client wants to meet you through a referral, introduction, or recommendation from someone they trust. This should be a no-brainer, yet most lawyers do not get it. They do not understand the true value of referrals or how to get them. Retired attorney James E. Thompson wrote this book on how to give pragmatic solutions to the challenges facing attorneys who want to change the way they work at earning referrals by fixing the mindset and process for referral marketing. Jim Thompson practiced law for over 26 years before retiring. As a trial lawyer, he tried over 100 cases, both criminal and civil, to a jury verdict in both state and federal court. Jim has always been passionate about teaching, and upon his retirement, he taught at the high school level and founded Lawyers Marketing Resource and the Midwest Consulting Group. Midwest works with lawyers and other small business owners, educating them on how to successfully market their service and get the clients they need to grow their businesses. You can find more information by visiting lawyersmarketingresource.com as a division of the Midwest Consulting Group. Also, I want to let you know you should jot down this email because if you email Jim, our uh, guest today, you'll receive a free uh, e-book copy of uh, the new book. It's jet at midwestconsultants.net. Again, jet at midwestconsultants.net. The book, uh, again, is titled Overruled, Your Objections to Asking for Referrals. Uh, it's for sale on Amazon.com for $19.95, but if you email Jim uh, after hearing this broadcast today, you'll receive a free copy of the book. Some of the topics we're going to talk about on today's 30-minute show. First, we'll ask Jim about his background in legal marketing uh, after retiring from law practice. Then we'll talk a little bit about why lawyers should make a paradigm shift and learn how to develop a referral mindset. Next, we'll ask how lawyers can better grasp the general public's understanding of what they do as attorneys and share your practice area. Then we'll talk after a short break about how the new landscape of Internet marketing offers so many options to attract referrals. And then we'll round the show out with uh, talking about why people attempt to engage in referral marketing and then fail, but more importantly, how to get up back and start again. By way of short disclaimer, before we get moving, this is a general information program, and the advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice. Communication with our guests among guests and callers on the show cannot give rise to an attorney-client relationship. And if you have any questions, you should get out with an attorney in your area. Finally, all rights to this broadcast are reserved. Enough for me. Let's hear from Jim. Jim Thompson, how are you? Hey, Nick. I'm doing great, and I want to thank you for inviting me to participate in your program. Well, Tim, um, I appreciate your time and being on the program. That's great. Let me let me kind of cover something. And, and when I talk about a referral mindset, and I, obviously in a half hour we're going to cover a lot of material here, but 
one of the things I really, really want to convey to attorneys is what is a referral mindset. And basically, without really getting definitional, it basically means that you're going to embrace referrals as the primary way to build your law practice. Not the only way, but the primary way. Uh, there's a number of other things you need to be doing, obviously, along the way, but, but by building your practice by way of a referral mindset, um, you're going to do a number of different things. And I'm just going to touch on a, just a couple. Some some of the attorneys that may be listening maybe uh, may have a, a good referral network and they understand referrals. But one of the things that I really want to talk to to and really hit home about is that a benefit of referrals is that you do not have to do any selling. I want you to think about that. Attorneys hate the word selling. They're professionals. They do not want to sell anything. So when you start getting referrals, you're as I as I mentioned in my book, I, I call uh, my um, my referral ambassadors, and, and you actually have to go out and train referral ambassadors. We'll touch on that in just a minute. But one of the things that's going to happen is when you have this network of referral ambassadors out there, what's going to happen is they're going to be doing 99% of the selling for you. They're going to be sending clients to you that they've already told how great you are and what you can do for them. And, you know, once you get them in, and the attorneys have a great great way. Once, usually once an attorney gets a client or a prospective client in their office, if they can help that client, they are going to, re uh, that prospective client, that person is actually going to become a client. It's not like you have to close like in a lot of other areas. And there's a number of other things. I just touched real basically. Uh, it's going to enhance your reputation, obviously. You're going to end up getting more qualified clients. You're not going to be getting these phone calls all the time from people that are just shopping price. Um, one of the nice things is you are going to actually be able to choose who you want as clients instead of, again, having to uh, filter out clients through phone calls and everything else. You're going to teach your referral ambassadors how or the type of clients you want. I want to just segue a little bit um, and, and get away from the referral ambassador aspect just in the referral mindset and say, Nick, that along with this and maybe just as important, you need to start developing a referral mindset with your clients. In other words, you are going to have to start teaching them how to give you referrals. I talk quite extensively about that in the book, and if we have time, we'll go through some of that uh, a little bit later. But I, the, the, the key here is letting your clients know that you want referrals and that you expect them to give you referrals. And so once you start that process, you then teach them how they can actually, you know, be listening for buzzwords, if you will, about referring you. I think that there's something to be said for allowing your client, putting them in the position of sending you these referrals because they really – have a, they have a buy-in once they've hired you, and obviously they'd like to see you continue to do well. And by letting them know that your livelihood rests in their hands and the hands of others, and that it's really a network of neighborhoods and people in a community who support each other, it's a, it's a pretty powerful ask to put it in the hands of a client. And I think people appreciate um, it's, it's, it's like when you ask someone to do a favor, you're trusting them to do a favor. They feel good about that. 
So I, I really appreciate the concept of teaching them. Uh, you know, because my first question when you said why, you know, that you expect them to send referrals, well, why should they feel it's their job to do that? But when you're empowering them to help you, it's this really sense of community spirit that we're uh, all getting back of. Um, now, Jim, also in your book, you talk about the lifetime value of a client. Is this what you mean by educating them to increase that lifetime value? That's part of it. One of the things that a lot of attorneys and other small business owners uh, never really think about is what is the value of the lifetime value of a particular client? We work very hard to get a client. We spend money on, you know, the entertainment, the everything else we do to get a client. We do one thing for that client, and a lot of times we simply forget about that client, and we don't stay in touch with that client. That client can not only become a, a, a client over your life of your practice, but during that period of time, that client can also refer you a lot of business. Many attorneys simply just after they're finished with a particular matter, they, they somehow, and not just attorneys, other businesses too, just seem to forget about that client and then go on out and trying to develop another client and then another client and another client. And I know sometimes when I ask uh, some of the attorneys I work with, well, when was the last time you, you actually contacted some of the clients you maybe haven't had any contact with um, that, that you did something for? And when was the last time you actually, you know, let them know you're still out there practicing law? And they'll look at me like, well, what do you mean? And I go, well, do you send them a, a, a Thanksgiving card? Do you send them a New Year's card? Do you send them a birthday card? And, and they look at me like, well, no, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. And that's part of the whole thing with the lifetime value of the client is to, is to let them know that you still want them as a client and you still want them to call you, come and see you whenever something happens in their life that they need an attorney. Or when something that? happens yeah. that they, well, yes, and, or if they need an attorney in another practice area because this is what, you know, as ambassadors, I can see, well, one thing that I'll just make a statement, it drives me up a wall when I hear people receive phone calls. And we spend, as attorneys and professionals, small business, whatever you do, you spend dollars, whether it's hard dollars or, or time and effort in advertising and making the phone ring. And someone calls looking for a lawyer outside your practice area, and you tell them to go call the bar, bar referral service. That does nobody any good. Um, you should have a list of all the – I'm sure if you made a list of all the main practice areas, you could think of somebody who practices in one of those areas and make a couple solid referrals in your neighborhood. So you're adding – you're giving value to that person who's calling even though um, you're not, you can't help them directly. So, um, But when it, let's, let's talk a little bit more about when it goes wrong, Jim. So I want to ask you, what are some of the reasons why attorneys don't get referrals they need to grow their practice? Is it – only because they're not educating their clients and educating others of what they do? What other mistakes are people making out there? Well, I think one of the things that uh, attorneys don't do is ask. They simply do not ask for referrals. And there's a number of reasons for that. And, and it's, it's sometimes attorneys feel, well, if I ask for, an, for a referral, uh, that person may think I'm not doing well. So, so therefore, I'm not going to ask for a referral. Uh, they may feel like the client's going to tell them, no, I don't want to refer someone to you, so they, you know, they don't want to take that chance of you know, being told no. Sometimes, and this is a big one, they just don't know how to ask for that referral. Uh, so what I want to do in a little bit, what I do in the book is actually point out a number of different ways you can actually teach your clients to give you referrals without you having to 
you know, use those words. Oh, by the way, if you know someone that can use my services, please have them give me a call. There's ways that you can take your clients through a process where they actually uh, are giving you referrals with you not having to, to ask them, and, and hopefully we'll get into a few of those. But I, I, I point out a number of, uh, of ways you can do that in the book. Let's talk about uh, specializing. You talk about specializing in a book and why that's so important, and, of course, we want to be mindful of our bar rules uh, in all of our different states that you can or cannot say certain things, so mind your uh, ethics rules. But aside from that, let's talk about the concept of specializing in one particular area, why that's so important, Jim. Well, first of all, I want to, I want to clarify something. When I say specializing, I'm not talking about that you put out to the public that you are a specialist in this particular field. In other words, um, you may be a divorce attorney. That's an area you're going to specialize in. You don't put out that you are actually specializing in that. You've got to watch out what your bar rules are, obviously. But what I'm really referring to is, and we, I see so many of the younger attorneys coming out now, taking just about any type of case that comes down the pipe because they, for whatever reason, need the money. When I talk about specializing, I'm talking about narrowing your practice to a particular niche. Some of you may already be doing that. Some of you may be thinking about doing that. There's a number of reasons for doing that, and, and one of the reasons is people would rather go to an expert than they would a general practice attorney or a general, um, a general surgeon, say. They want a specific surgeon. They want somebody that has been um, uh, trained in a particular area. If I'm looking for a divorce attorney, uh, I, I don't want to go to an attorney who also um, advertises that they do personal injury, criminal law, divorce, and, and everything else, um, because how, how well can they keep up? We all know the law is changing so fast that you simply cannot keep up with everything. One of the things, though, that from, from a, a referral standpoint, I want you to think about it this way, and you kind of touched on it just a little bit. Attorneys should be referring to each other. I go to networking events, and a lot of networking events, uh, groups I belong to have a lot of attorneys, but you never see many of the attorneys at these networking events. And when I ask them uh, or I talk to them about doing it, one of the things I point out is, we go to networking events, and, and I'm sure we've all been to different networking events when there's five or six financial planners, two or three bankers, et cetera. You could have six or seven attorneys show up at a given event, and they could all do something different. And so why not take advantage of that and, you know, meet the PI attorney, meet the divorce attorney, you know, and, and, and form this bond so that when a client comes in and you can't help them, you can say, well, gee, I know this really great personal injury attorney. I know this great divorce attorney or whatever. Now, here is the real clincher, though. If you are an attorney not specializing in a particular area, let's just say that I'm, I'm a divorce attorney and people know that I do divorces. Well, I'm likely to get referrals from other attorneys who are looking for a divorce attorney uh, for one of their clients or their clients because they know I'm not going to probably steal their clients. But if I say I do criminal law, personal injury, divorce, and everything, do you think any lawyer is going to refer a client to me, even if it's for a divorce? Because uh, if I'm saying I also do personal injury and I also do uh, criminal law and I also do this, they're not going to refer anyone to me because, quite frankly, they're going to be scared. I'm just going to take that client and they're never going to see him again. Uh, so Very there's true. a number of reasons that I point out in the book of why you should really start to think about specialization if you haven't already done so. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's just too hard for people to remember so many different things that you do. 
Um, it's, you know, it's every, everyone has to make that decision at some point. What do I want to be known for? And uh, it's an uphill battle to find out not only what you're good at, but also what makes money. But you have to be passionate about what you're doing. And I think that if you are and you pick really what you're passionate about, even though it doesn't sound like it's going to necessarily be the biggest moneymaker, um, if you're passionate about it, that will come through and people will see that and they'll get to know you for doing that particular area of law. We're going to take a short break here and I'm going to give you a, a short marketing message. Uh, our shows, again, are uh, covered. Our production fee is covered by our sponsors. This one uh, was on me as a, as a friend of Jim. So, Augustine, but people who uh, purchase sponsor uh, production uh, for our shows, uh, this is the part where we read their ad. But since I'm a sponsor today, it's my turn. I wanted to tell you that at Nick Augustine PR, we do have new affordable outsourced marketing and publicity plans available. They range from 300 to 1400 per month. And what we do is we execute key elements of your writing, internet radio podcast production, monthly newsletters, and social media to tie it all up for your friends and contacts. And we practice referral marketing ourselves, and we pay monthly referral fees uh, through our affiliates to our affiliates who send con clients our way. So don't forget to ask how you can join our affiliate power partner program. You can contact me, Nick Augustine, at nick at nickaugustinepr.com. Uh, you could also uh, well, you could also visit the website and find out more information there. Um, and really what we're here for is we keep your marketing machines moving so you can focus on work. So let us know how we can help you with uh, one of our plans, again, ranging from three to $1,400 a month, covering social media production, blog writing, website, all sorts of these things that we need to do to stay in front of our audiences, as Jim is talking about. Uh, as our topic for today's program, again, is the title of Jim's new book, Overruled, Your Objections to Asking for Referrals. Again, you can get a free copy or a free ebook. Uh, Jim will email you one if you send him an email asking for it. His email, again, is jet at lawyersmarketingresource.com. Again, the book sells on Amazon for $19.95. You can get it free by listening to this show and sending Jim an email. All right, now this is we're going to go back to our program. We've talked a little bit about the referral mindset, about specializing in one area so people can really get to know who you are and what you do. And again, it's reminding them and staying at the top of, uh, on top of their awareness. So Jim, let's continue uh, talking a little bit more about, well, we talked about how lawyers can uh, help people tell them what they do. Um, we'll let, you know, I touched upon a little bit about the landscape of internet marketing and how many options there are. So tell us some vehicles people can use to keep in touch with their publics. Yeah, there, there's a number of different ways. And, and once and in the book, we talk about developing your referral ambassadors. And once you develop them, you know, not everybody's going to become a referral ambassador. I want you to think that everybody that you talk to, every client is going to become one of your referral ambassadors. And it takes time to develop them. It may take, uh, it's a process and it may take, you know, four, five, six months to develop them. But one of the things that you really got to think about is how do you stay in touch with your referral ambassadors? And here's what I mean. I want you to think of this as top-of-the-mind awareness, T-O-M-A. You might want to write that down, and you need to be thinking of this, top-of-the-mind awareness, because you can take the time to educate your clients on how they can refer um, potential clients to you and then if you do not keep in contact with them, uh, you know, four or five months go by, and all of a sudden they hear something that comes up, and they had just met another attorney at another event or something, and that attorney 
is going to reap the benefits of everything you've done as far as um, training your referral ambassadors. And one of the suggestions I, I always have my clients do is stay in touch at least once a month. And there's a number of different ways you can do this. You can send a handwritten note every once in a while. You can send, uh, and one of the things I like doing is, is every month I, I want my uh, people that I work with to contact their uh, referral ambassadors or their clients with a, a note card, with a Christmas card, with a birthday card, with a whatever. Then here's the other thing, social media. You know, depending on the type of clients you have, you can write articles, you can write blogs, you can send, uh, you know, uh, a blog out to your clients once a week, a short blog or, or a newsletter you can send out once a month. The, the, the important thing is that, and even on Facebook and even on LinkedIn, people are seeing you. Uh, Facebook obviously is, is pretty much more for the, um, the consumer, I would say, whereas LinkedIn is probably more for the, um, the professional contacts that you have. But the more you're on Facebook, somebody sees you on Facebook all the time. That is going to keep you on the top of their mind so that when they hear and you've trained them as to what you, you, they need to be looking for in order to refer someone to you, when they hear a buzzword, when they hear that uh, they're sitting in a bar one day and they're talking to the bartender and the bartender says, well, you know, Joe down the street, his sister was in a car accident. Boom, there's a buzzword, car accident. I know the perfect attorney that... Uh, I need to get in touch with or I need to get that person in touch with this attorney so that they, that referral network, they're always out there working for you and they're not going to be out there working for you if, if you forget them. So Jim, the, you, you, you mentioned buzzwords. Buzzwords, Jim, can I highlight something? Family law sure. is something that we've talked about before. Sure. I do family law. What in the world does that mean? So, so many people have no idea what that encompasses and how far that goes. And we have to remember that you may be so used to different terms within, uh, you know, among other lawyers, but not everyone knows what family law is. They might not know that that's, you know, family law may sound to someone like uh, estates and trusts. Yeah, and, and one of the things that, that goes hand in hand with what you have to make sure that your clients know you do, and I'll give you the perfect example from my standpoint, a personal injury lawyer, um, I handled an automobile accident case for someone, and they just thought I was the absolute greatest lawyer that ever came down the pike. And, you know, they, they, they just loved me. And six months from now, I see my client walking down the street, and I say, John, how, how you doing? He goes, you know, Jim, uh, it's, it's been rough. My mother was in the hospital, and the doctor really screwed up an operation. And, of course, she was going, oh, I'm thinking medical malpractice case. I find out that I'm not the lawyer that's handling the medical malpractice case because, they didn't even know I did that. Otherwise, they would have come to me. Now, whose fault is that? So this is part of the training. This is what we talk about in the book of what you really got to be doing, sitting down and making sure your clients know exactly what it is that you do. And there's many ways you can mm -hmm. do that. Uh, what I'm just trying to do in, in this, you know, short period of time is kind of whet your appetite to, you know, send me an email. I'll send you the book, and, and then you can read the book, and hopefully that, that will, you know, clarify a lot of the stuff we're talking about. One of the things I want to highlight when you just mentioned letting people know what they do, uh, it's a good idea to have your marketing materials include a letter you can send to new clients when they hire you, 
along with your uh, engagement agreement. Uh, give them a list of and explain. Uh, you know, it's a simple letter. Dear client, by the way, I appreciate your business and want to let you know that I appreciate referrals because that's how I get my business. And here are some of the things I do. So you can put this in a canned letter and make it part of your practice that sends, I mean, as you do your engagement agreement, that as your client's rights and responsibilities attached to that, you know, attach a third thing that tells them what you need and just build it into a practice. So um, it's all about systems, but that's a whole different show, right? Yeah. Nick, one of, one of the things, and you kind of touched on it just a little bit, and I want, want people to understand that your clients really, it's, there's been studies done that they really want to refer you, but they don't, they may not even know you want referrals. So I want you to, to think about this. And when do you start, when do you ask for a referral? And uh, I normally uh, tell clients that uh, it really depends on a number of things, but what you've got to start doing is start developing that referral mindset. And you can start that before a person even becomes a client. And I'm going to give you the, the, the thing that I think works best that I found when you, we all have outgoing voicemail or, or uh, outgoing uh, voicemail on our, either our cell phones or our office phones or whatever, and one of the things that I suggest clients do is after the initial, you know, hi, I'm Jim Thompson, blah, 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 after the final blah, you go, by the way, if you were referred, please let us know who referred you so we can thank them. You have just now, every time somebody calls your office, they hear that. If, if, if you were referred, all of a sudden, you're putting in their mind, you want referrals. So now you've started that referral mindset so that they start thinking referrals. Every time they're calling, referrals. And that, that's basically what happens. And, and that's just the start. And that's just a very, very basic start of what's going on. Let's talk about net weaving. That's, I saw that's another thing that you mentioned in your book, and I always like to define terms, um, as we all probably do. What's net weaving all about? Well, it's kind of, I wasn't going to put this chapter in the book, and then I've got to talking to some folks because they, especially new lawyers that really haven't built up any clientele or whatever yet, and I talked to them about going to networking events. And their first reaction, they look at me like, I hate networking events. I've been to networking events, and, you know, they don't work for me. Well, there's a new theory going around. It's been around for a while, and I think it actually came out of Australia, uh, where they're talking about net weaving. And it, just very simply, and there's a whole chapter on it, but very simply it's just networking used to be going out with a bunch of business cards, handing them out, you know, what can I do? You know, what can you do for me? Um, uh, here's business. Here's my car. Give me business, et cetera, et cetera. We all hated that. The network, net weaving theory basically is, hi, I meet someone. What can I do for you? How can I help you in your business? You've totally switched it all around. So it's not about you. It's about helping someone else. And it's obviously makes it a lot easier to, to talk to somebody. If, the, if you're looking to talk to someone and they uh, are listening to you about you wanting to help them, they're going to feel much more at ease talking to you than if you're trying to sell them on how great your services or whatever you are. The, the whole thing about net weaving is, and the whole thing about the, the, this whole uh, referrals is building relationships. And if you stop and think about how can I build better relationships with my clients or prospective clients, 
that's how you're going to get into the, the referral mindset. This is what we're looking for, relationships, total relationships. Everything, all the marketing gurus uh, today talk about building relationships, not selling anything, not you know, trying to convince them to buy your product, but building a relationship first so that they, and you probably all heard this term, know, like, and trust you. And you have to have somebody know, like, and trust you, especially being a lawyer, uh, before they're even going to even want to talk to you and, and, of course, before they're ever going to want to hire you. So you start building that relationship and, you know, you're, you're, you're almost there. Jim, you talked about uh, networking, and a lot of us still do get out there and do face-to-face networking. It's very important that we continue to do that. Again, our follow-up and what we do after we meet that person is important, but what are some tips on just because we have, we're running out of time here. So our, my last question for the day is what are a couple takeaways and tips that people should do when they're out there in the field meeting other folks and networking them? Should they tell them how they're going to keep in contact moving forward? Um, what are your what's your advice on, on what well, they should do when they meet? Let, let me do this, Nick, real quick because we're running out of time. I want to get away from the networking for just two things, and I want to uh, share two things with attorneys out there on how they can really get more business. One of them is my favorite without even asking for referrals. And we all take a good client out to lunch, you know, to celebrate a birthday or, or, or whatever. Here's what I'd like you to think about doing. The next time you have a client that their birthday is coming up, say next week you call John up on the phone and you go, John, you know, I'd really like to take you to lunch for your birthday. And, oh, that's great. Oh, and here's what I'd also like to do. Please bring two or three of your best friends with you to celebrate your birthday. And, first of all, nobody's ever done that probably. And all of a sudden, he's going to start calling his friends. He goes, you know, uh, my, my attorney, Jim, wants to take me out to lunch, but he wants you to come along with us. You probably will not have to say a word about what you you do because your client is going to toot your horn. You're going to meet two or three brand new people who, quite frankly, may have the same social economic status. They may be a business or the same business associates. They may go to the same whatever. They may become clients, but if they don't become clients, I guarantee you, they will be telling their friends and other business associates about John's attorney and what a great guy he was. And he took John out to lunch. And uh, listen, everybody knows, and this is the other thing I want everybody to understand. When you talk to someone, that person may never become a client. But that person knows anywhere between 200 and 250 people, and maybe even more now with the social networking and everything that's going on. So that person may not become your client, but you can be rest assured if your horn is tooted enough by your client thinking you're taking your client to lunch, uh, he's going to know people, and it's going to get back. And all of a sudden, you know, people are going to start coming to you, and you don't have to do it this often or that often, and how much does it cost you? Maybe do it once a month. Uh, there's a bunch of other things, and I wish I had the time to go, go into them, uh, some neat little things about giving your business card out, but instead of giving your business card out, you talk to a real good, real good client who's become a referral ambassador. You give them the card and you say, oh, by the way, I'm giving you my private cell phone number, writing it on the back. I'll let you uh, send me an email asking my, for my book, and you know, you'll find out how that works really, really well. But there's a bunch of other little tips in there that you can basically start using, and you're not even asking for referrals. So smart. So smart. 
and I guess that we're all figuring this out, and uh, as the landscape changes, a lot of the tried and true things we've known for years are still very relevant, and it's all about communication, and it's all about uh, making friends with people, and again, the know, like, and trust factor. Jim, I want to thank you again for your time and being on the program this afternoon. Well, Nick, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I hope folks will take advantage of the offer and, uh, you know, take a look at the book and pick up some good ideas about building their practices. I couldn't agree more. Again, the email to get a free email copy of the ebook. Uh, again, you can buy the hard copy online on Amazon.com for $19.95 or get the ebook free from Jim by emailing him at jet at lawyersmarketingresource.com. I'd like to also remind folks out there listening that you can go to the newsletter page at nickaugustinepr.com and you can sign up directly to receive free copies of our email updates with links to our articles, shows, news, and events. I also want to remind our listeners to please share our broadcast links in your social networks. Many people find our shows on their friends' Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn pages, and we thank all of you for support and sharing our programming and clicking that share button. I'd also like to thank, again, our listeners for tuning into this episode of Law Talk Radio, this episode sponsored by Nick Augustine PR and with support from our listeners and other local sponsors. Law Talk Radio episodes are programmed to entertain you and bring our legal industry professionals, consumers, and guests the tips and tools and news they can use to be better informed practitioners and consumers. As always, this is Nick Augustine for Law Talk Radio, and I thank you for your time.